people always love to throw data to you while it will work. And one thing I always tell my team is, I know there's 99% reason why it will work, but the only 1%, that's the only reason I launched it. Mm. And then I launched, then within a month, I sat down at the back of the server to look at the data. Over 5,000 people have registered and paid us $20 each. That's 100,000 US dollars. I always tell people, like, the problem doesn't get easier. You just get better. Oh, my parents couldn't send me to school. I wanted to go to school. I picked this security job in Lagos. I mean, security is a fancy word. I got like security guy. <laughs> or get my uh, job in Lagos and stuff. And even when I was in security, I was so proud of myself. Like, I was way doing it with pride. The exciting time is there when everyone is celebrating, when every, your face is on all the medias, when it's done. It's okay. But the low time, and the world is have low time because it's low time that prepare you for the exciting time. It's some things I've discovered. It's when you think things are not working, that's the time you even need to push more because things are working but you have to look back for you to see that it does connect. Welcome to another episode of Stories That Shape Us. My name is Samuel Agwede, and I am your podcast host. In this podcast, we believe everyone has a story worth sharing, and we aim to create a treasure trove of stories that can inspire us all. In all our episodes, you'll hear from inspiring individuals that have faced their fears, overcome challenges and found strength. And we hope that by sharing these stories, we can validate the importance of your own journey and inspire you to share your story with the world. So join us on this episode. How do you describe Adewale Yusuf? What's your own um, biography in your own words? Like, give uh, a very short description so, of yourself. Uh, for me, I think I would just... I think I would see myself as... Uh, someone that I really don't, I hate the word impossible. So I don't think anything is possible. I just think like the time is just different. And also it depends on how you can push. And so I just see myself as someone that doesn't give up. That doesn't believe in giving up. And yeah, so I will just see myself as Atewale Yusu is the guy that once he believes in something, it goes after it, no matter how much it will cost. Uh, so that's me. Absolutely. Now, um, in December last year, I think there was a bit of buzz on social media. I think it was around 6th or 7th um, November where your picture was on, um, like building in, in, I think, the New York Stock Exchange. Um, yeah, and of course, that. that was inspiring to so many people. But Take me back to when you first heard about that news. Where were you and how did that make you feel? Uh, so <laughs> let me give a background. I'm a very weird person in the sense that if I want to achieve something, the moment I achieve it, I move on to the next level. And this now I'm trying to learn to appreciate and to celebrate stuff. So I was just they signed it to me online. I didn't even know that was the case to be up. And it was just, oh, cool. Let's move on. What's next? Are you serious? So like, I was like, yeah. So I'm always like that. And sometimes I'm trying to slow down to breathe, 
to appreciate the moment. But I think it's also one of the things that helped me in whatever I build. I push. Yes. So, and sometimes when I push in through the wall, I forgotten, I forget how to stop. So I just keep knocking down all the walls or the doors. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just good to stay back to breathe. So I was just there in front of my laptop, just still working that day. I mean, like I, no day is real. No day is off. Even my bed day, anything I keep working, just make sure we're dealing with that. That's just it. Interesting. Have you always been like that though? Like looking back at your journey, have you like always had this um, incredible work ethic? You just keep on pushing even when you're much younger? I think so. Uh, so looking at it, I think I actually picked this from my father. So uh, my father is a very, very hardworking person. And he wakes up often by 4 or 5 a.m. Like you must not be sleeping by that time. He had to get you to walk. So he has like a block industry that we helped him with. Then, so he get us, everyone had to stand up then and you just have to walk. And there are a lot of quotes he has like, oh, you must not owe anybody. That's why I don't like to owe anyone. Said mm-hmm. don't owe anyone and all, don't owe people sweat. And I think that was where I actually got the drive from. You understand? To wake up. I'm not a morning person, full disclosure. I hate waking up in the morning. <laughs> but my job, I just have to because of time zones. Uh, but uh, he just had to push. So I've always been there since I was very young. I always push, always push. Whereas once I'm curious about something, I go after it. That's just mm-hmm. something. And that's why sometimes when I look at myself, I. Uh, if someone is competing with me, I I, I pity those people. Like <laughs> in this market, don't compete with me. I create everything. I don't wish myself to compete with someone like myself in other parts. Really? So you're like highly competitive. I'm there. Does this translate to like games as well, though? Yeah. So I don't play games. So let me okay. give you an example. I really don't play games, but. When I was at Tech Point in 2020, during COVID, just before COVID, just some trend lines in 2020, they used to play a game with Poppy as fuck, and I don't really play. But they were teasing me like, oh, this, that. Then one day, I just decided to FIFA. I wanted to learn to FIFA. I never learned FIFA all my life because I know I'm very competitive. Okay. I mean, anything I want to do, I have to be exceptional at it. So they always play game, then I took game, I took the console off. Then I learned. Then I came back. I beat every one of them. Are you serious? Like one of the best of, the best of them. Yes. No, not one guy. I just keep beating them every time. So <laughs> then once I'm done, once I was done with that, I just sold the console. I just dropped the console. Like that was all. And interestingly, last in November when I was in Nigeria, the guys beat me. I picked the game back PS5. It's been a while. Then they were beating me. And I told people like, I don't want to get into this. I was like, they want to play. Then I came back in December. Then I bought my PS5. Then I started playing online. Now I'm like a pro, like I'm in the level four of the entire ranking kind of thing. And I'm going up. The moment I beat them, I'm dashing them with PS5. So yes, I'm very competitive. And Mm -hmm. that's one of the things like, I know myself for that. So. That's why I limit stuff I get into because mm. 
my mind will go off it. Interesting. I'm so there. you're more of like you see something that you want to do, you get in there, you get it done really, really well, and move on to the next thing. Yeah, that's why I get bored is there as well. Sometimes I can get bored because the moment I get to the top and I'm done. Interesting. What would you say have been like your biggest challenge? Now I've got into a place like one of the things I want to do is I'm cracking fundraising to understand like I'm building strong network even for the next founders on the market for African founders because whenever I get to Silicon Valley I realize like the honest truth is we are afterthought. Africa is afterthought mm. in many conversations. And so and that's one of the things I have to crack. I'm cracking it. I'm pushing. It's tough. It's difficult. Well, I'm pushing. And also, building a company is, is really tough. Mm. Uh, you know, as your company is growing, you have to grow as well. You have to grow in different capacity. And that's one of the things I've always helped. Like, oh, let's do this. But one thing I, I always do personally, I make sure like my target is way high that keeps me up at night. If not, if it doesn't get me excited, I'm not up at night. I'll, I'll drop it easily and mm. not motivated. So those are just some of the things I look at. I faced several challenges. So I faced, despite even saying fundraising and some of these things, I faced a lot of things in my personal life. Like I've, I'm tougher than this. Mm. So whenever anything comes, I don't see them as challenged any longer. Mm. So when people are crying, oh my God, I'm having a headache. I don't know if this company are going to survive. It's going to survive. Me too, trust me. Mm. I've been there several times. Like when you're bootstrapping at tech point, like there was a day I've given up. Like I'm done. This company <laughs> at the early stage, I'm done with this company. Mm-hmm. I, the company is still here today. So that's just something about me. My own is different. But if you have gone through the way I've gone through life, sometimes you know, like, as Nigerian would say, nothing. Have you now? Have you now? It, it, it's interesting <laughs> um, hearing you speak because I was talking to um, Enoch Adeyemi a couple of of weeks ago. He's coming on this on this show in in a few weeks as well. He founded a group called Black Professional Scotland, and he basically echoed some of these very things you're saying um, that you know he's been through difficult periods in life and nothing really moves him any, any, anymore. Like he, he just believes things will be great. I wanted to to zero a bit on your upbringing so definitely growing up hard work was something that was instilled in you at a very young age take me back to Adewale at say eight years old like what were you doing at that period like and how has your life you know transitioned and grown into who you are just now oh it is eight years been eight years you think i remember a lot of things so uh but one of the things i just know is when i was in school uh I was, I was very good. I was exceptional in school, like uh, the first primary school I was. Then I was good. I was, I mean, I remember I was like on primary two or three, and I was trying to take common interest going to primary six. Like, oh, I wanted to write the exam. I know where you oh, I've always been like that. But interesting thing happened. My father took me out of the school I was and took me to another school. And Imagine being number one in the school you were coming from. Mm. Then I became an average in the other school. And then there were a lot of other superstars. Like I was just like 
top three, top four. At the end, I was like, oh my God, and it is another struggle. Because I now love to compete. Mm. You understand? I love to compete. I didn't know it was actually something that sometimes you were born with this thing. I love to compete. So I was competing and it was not, I have to beat this person. And uh, it became a, a part of the ball. I don't think I got to number one. I didn't even get to number one before I left that. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, uh, but it was, it was fun. And the other school, you know, when you're a local champion, and um, local superstar, you just like, oh, this. Uh, but it was really interesting. But one thing I think I know about me is I'm one of the only child I helped my father out a lot. I'm, I've been like a very cool little person mm. for a very long time. And I don't move with the crowd. Mm. Even when I was in secondary school, I'm a lone soldier. I can be a lone wolf in the park, like just dead, nobody. And I have friends, but I don't follow group. And that's one of the, my approach to business is still stay. Like when people are running from something, we are running into it. Mm. Yes, sir. And when people are running into something, oh, it's time to be. So, and that's one of the reasons, uh, that's something I've had. Uh, I remember growing up, I have maybe two or three friends and I'm always this myself. And I don't fall, no matter how exciting something is, no, I don't fall. Interesting thing, I see uh, one friend from my, uh, from my secondary school in UK that I was surprised in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, I'm just not impressed with a lot of stuff uh, allowed or anything. And it still shows in my business today. I prefer to just sit down uh, in front of my TV or just working on my computer mm. and further something that doesn't make sense. And yeah, that's it. And I don't give shiny stuff. Mm. What's, what impresses you then? What sort of things make you excited on a personal level? So I like when people, I like creative people, mm -hmm. I like creative minds. And I always like when people are excellent, when they are not doing something because of just eyesight, mm -hmm. we would call it. When people do stop because that is who they are. You understand? It impresses me. I'm always impressed when I have team members that are doing stuff that they're not doing it because they want Wally to be there. And mm -hmm. I've seen people before, I've employed people before that want to just do stuff because I'm there and I had to let those people go. Because I love it when you can do stuff because that's the type of person I am. Everywhere I've worked, I still have the relationship with all the bosses to date because mm -hmm. they just love me. And they love me beyond work, they love me. Because I just do that thing because I know this is stuff that needs to be done. And also, uh, personally, that's why when there is a bad group in the company where people talk about the bosses, they never had mm. all the places I've worked. They never, because they just know that this guy is just, he's just an ignorant guy and you can just, so I don't get to be involved in anything like that. And also, that's one of the things I always tell people as well, like, that's one thing that helped me mm. a lot because what whatever you're doing to other people will be done to you mm. later. You like it or not, it will be showed in your business. So those are things that impresses me. I like, I like seeing people genuinely care and also people really pushing to the excellent. So I like excellent people around me. I like people I have. I have 
around me, people I trust, people I know that are really excellent. And they know like people I can defend, like no, this may not happen. Because I also see BU people I can easily stay through people's BS. Mm. You know, you don't just the moment you're just saying stuff I mean, like, oh but this is not my tick. Wow. Okay. So um excellence, discipline, um, integrity, um, those are some core values that, that really matter to you. Let's talk a bit about like your companies, right? Um, I, I was looking through Crunchbase, uh, trying to like get you know information about your companies, and of course there's TalentQL, there's Old School, um, there's TechPoint Africa. Um, like I said a couple of years ago, you had been involved in photography before. What sort of things do you think about when deciding to like start a venture for yourself? Like, is it the opportunities just aligned for you, or what's your approach to sort of getting involved in business and creating opportunities for other people? So for me, I start with interest. I always tell people like when you're starting businesses, interest is number one. Mm. Then when you get to a stage in career, because as an entrepreneur, it's a career as well. Yeah, you get to a stage like it's no longer going to you no. Know, you start with passion, mm. then you grow to interest. So when I started photography, it was passion, and when I started media. It was passion. Ooh, I've worked with a blog before. I just wanted to do it. But when it goes to the next thing, I ask myself after that point, right? What do I want to build? And mm-hmm. I've promised for a very long time that I'm going to solve education problem in the country and on the continent as well. So because it's my interest, it's been my interest for a very long time. So I just decided to pick it. And I always pick a problem that is very big. If I'm not solving problem for millions of people, it doesn't excite me. Yes, uh, I don't like to get to the peak. I, as my favorite, one of my favorite uh, quotes is from Nelson Mandela. He said, when you get to the top of the mountain, you realize that there's an I am on the mountain. So that's one of the things I always love. That's why when you see the number or the market I'm always addressing, you always have to be in millions, 400 million people, 200 million people, because that will give you, will energize you. So I started with passion. I was passionate about photography. I became one of the top wedding photographers in Nigeria. Then I shot stuff. Then I realized like, nah, I think I'm put into a place like, uh, this we push me to next level. Then that was when I started Tech Point. Uh, excuse me. It got to a time for Tech Point. Then I realized, like, I was just collecting salary as the CEO of the company. I wasn't mm-hmm. adding more value because the team could do whatever I had to do. And that's one thing about me. I love structure. I mm-hmm. love some things that will go beyond me. And that's my passion to make sure. I just don't build something. I'm not building it up for my child to grow up and to take over the company. Nah, I'm just building it to be something massive that will add value to people. So then I look at it and there's everything I've done since I started that point has been as add one word, as add one word, which is democratization. So I love democratizing something like, and so, it goes back to my background. 
So I wasn't from a very, I wasn't from a privileged background. So I mean, the reason I eventually didn't go, you will have seen my story, to school, uh, to college was because my parents couldn't send me. They didn't have the fund to send me to college. And so now, whenever I see any opportunity, mm. I just democratize it. I want to give everyone knowledge. And that's why I'm building art school to make sure everyone, no matter where you are, no matter who uh, give birth to you, you have access to it. And that's why I'm excited. Like now, through what we're doing, we're seeing people that never thought they would have this type of opportunity. They're not getting amazing opportunities. Some of them companies are moving them to UK, to different countries. And I'm saying, okay, that's all I wanted. Because now today, we're speaking, I'm here. I'm sitting in this country. There's not even the country I was born. It's a privilege. Mm. And I even jumped on the flights that I was able to book flight for the first time. It's still a privilege because mm. I came from a place that it's hard to think of. Like, oh, this could happen to someone from this place. So I just realized, like, I think I can. If I can have this, I think everybody can. You just need to make sure who has the passion and the mm. interest. That's very profound, and there's so many ways I could, um, you know, piggyback off that. But I want to talk a bit about old school. All right. So last year I was reading this online. Old school received applications from 76 countries, um, uh, with over 30, about I think 30 African nations represented. When you got that stats, how did that make you feel? So the interesting thing is when we started old school, uh, old school was from Kalenkio. It was just a product, you know, I just woke up. I told my team, we were on the table and I said, I see for the first time we're going to change the education because when I dropped out of school, I eventually went to invest in doing the standard. I told my, I told one of my mentors there, okay, because she was worried. I said, I'm going to build a school. I'm going to build a better school because this must happen. And I just left it for years. And later, I just told, I just told my team, we're about to change the concept of education. Then when we launched the domain old school, I sent message to that my mentors. <laughs> I told you I'm going to launch a school. Now we're starting. And so, and for, for me, the number. So when we launch old school, when we launch talent cure, it's mm. old school supposed to be a product. Because there were times we were even struggling with fundraising for us, Darren Cure and everything. They were like, let's launch this thing. I've had the idea for launch. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to market with this. Because a lot of people said, don't do it. It doesn't make sense. This market, a lot of people have tried out fail. I said, I don't care. I'm going to launch. And people always love to throw data to you. Why it will work. And one thing I always tell my team is, I know that 99 weeks percent reason why it will work but the only one percent mm. that's the only reason i launched it and then i launched then within a month i sat down at the back of the server to look at the data over five thousand people have registered and paid those twenty dollars each that's hundred thousand us dollars. then from different countries from by then from over 17 countries then i was like well, <laughs> i think we answer something you understand? Then I look at it like, oh, it's amazing. We're onto something. 
So the number itself, there was a time the team gave me the number. I was like, oh, maybe you guys are saying 17 countries because there's no way you can use 78 countries, 76 countries. Uh, then we realized that, wait a minute, it's indeed, we actually reached 76 countries. It is amazing, but at least the best thing is move forward. For me, by the way, it's mm. never about the countries. It's about the penetration. Yes, we have, maybe we have one or two people from Turkey. We have one person from Iraq or somewhere, wherever we have people. But UK, US is growing and everything. Uh, I met one of our students as well that is in Mexico, San Francisco, in California. However, the penetration into the market, we're keeping down our penetration into some of the primary market, like Nigeria, Ghana, mm. Kenya, Uganda, Rwanda, as much as possible. But I felt good for some <laughs> move on. Right? As usual. It's a, it's a founder's journey. Like, yeah, it's a it's a new, your, your time frame, but for being happy and excited mm. is very small. The moment you're excited, another thing he talked about. How is your dad reacting to some of like this amazing news that you're doing? So you mentioned he was like, I just doesn't know what I did till that. Yeah, my parent doesn't know what I did. They said they just know that I'm not, uh, they know that I'm <laughs> thinning and they think they also pray I'm not going to scam on like Yahoo, but they usually don't know what I do. Later. <laughs> I'm not so, I'm not from a very uh, privileged background. So sometimes they don't understand the concept of what I'm doing. So that's what I'm just, yeah, please go ahead. All right. I see. I see. Okay, cool. So um, for old school, I think there was a tweet, either yourself or um, Sultan or someone from your team made. And I, I felt it was very heartwarming, right? So you mentioned how the goal was to democratize education, but then someone called Chumzin took it a step further. Um, when you heard that information of people, you know, taking on um, your vision, for example, I think Don Jazzy as well gave um, scholarships to several people. How did that make you feel? Like, what was that experience for you that this vision is now becoming something that is bigger than yourself, right? That there are people that are actually going over and beyond. I don't, I don't even know over and beyond, but going for it. Yeah. So, uh, I think sometimes it feels good. Uh, you know, for me, I'm just like, whenever I look at anything, I'm just like, mm. um, just privilege. It's a privilege for a lot of these things to happen because sometimes a lot of things we launch, a lot of things we do is just an idea. I just believe like, Oh, this is going to happen. I have a crazy idea now. I'm, pushing the team and I know like it's going to happen because it's the future like oh the future this is what is going to happen in the future and also uh that's one of the major things and you know I would never one thing also is God has mm -hmm. the center of everything like just to be honest with you because I know a lot of people mm -hmm. have done stuff that doesn't make sense you know you see sometimes you as an entrepreneur you do a lot of calculation Sometimes things just doesn't work. You understand? And I always tell people like, at the end mm -hmm. of the day, every one of us will take a risk. No one saw COVID coming. 
when COVID was there, you know, some of the best experts in this world have projected a lot of things. And also, another interesting thing that happened is a lot of people are laying off doing a lot of things because also they didn't see post-COVID. So for me, everything is just, it's been God. Um, I've been privileged. It's been God that has helped me to say this. But as much as possible, as a founder as well, just calculate something. See, mm-hmm. let me give you an interesting story. The day we were launching Art School, we were we caught some media team. We were dead. I was on stage launching in our office, and I saw my co-founder and the team at the back of the server, <laughs> still troubleshooting this server to go live. <laughs> you understand? Because for me, I told them they know one thing. I don't joke with you. It's a timeline. If we say that we're going to launch this on this time, it has to go live, no matter what. So, and the way they were launching, imagine the server doesn't work, the doesn't, things doesn't work, people don't jump on what we have and stuff. So sometimes you can plug. And one of the things I always tell people is, I mean, for me, I believe in God. And also uh, for other people, it depends on what you believe in at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But there's a factor that is beyond all of us at the end of the day. You understand? There's a major factor that is beyond us. And I think you would have seen it from people like Steve Jobs as well that said, it. because you can plan everything and things not work. But what we do, one of the things I'm also good with is data. I focus a lot on data. I look at pattern too. Because of my job at TechPoint and media, uh, I understand some pattern. So the moment I say things is going to happen, like I have some projection now for the school for education, the future of education in the world, not even Africa this time. And I know they are going to happen. You understand? But because it's pattern, where you mm-hmm. see pattern. But uh, for me, so yeah, for that, it's grace of God uh, looking at it. And also, it's a lot of other things. See, you get better as an entrepreneur. I always tell people, yeah. the problem doesn't get easier. You just get better. Yeah. When people panic, you just like, don't worry. <laughs> this this too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, do you ever have imposter syndrome? Now, like you have very audacious goals, right? And you're still going. Um, I would not be surprised if in two years there's another company um, that you started to solve another problem. But do you ever sometimes um, have imposter syndromes in terms of some of the goals that you're doing? And if if so, I mean, if, if not, that's fine. But if so, how do you deal with that? I will be honest with you. Yes, there's no way you will have a poster syndrome. You understand? Mm-hmm. Because you are yourself. People might look at you outside. I met someone at the store which some days ago and it was like, oh my God, it's the privilege, the honor. I was like, and I've just left my laptop with some no's. You understand? Or people say, no, no, no. So I, the question just saying, oh, it's a privilege, the honor. Oh, thank you. You understand? But Sometimes the way you deal with them is just to keep going. I have uh, some things I've discovered. Is where you think things are not working. That's the time you even need to push more. Because things are working, but you have to look back for you to see that it don't connect. You understand? So right. you it doesn't connect. It doesn't make a lot of sense now. You understand? Uh, you start this podcast now. 
looking down the line, today you might look at what am I doing with this podcast? Is it me that needs to start podcast? Do the world need another podcast? But one day you just wake up, you realize, oh my God, we've done 100 episodes. You understand? And we had different people at the same. We have a lot of people listening to you. It connects when you look back. And the most important factor we right. forget is time is crucial. Every day is important. Mm. As an entrepreneur, every day it's a lot of, oh my God, what am I doing with my life? Oh my God, I would have actually have mm. taken a job when I had the opportunity. <laughs> have you felt that way before? Of course I felt that. I mean, like, I'm not going to lie. Really? No, but I need, that wasn't a choice for me, though. You understand? Uh, but you know, sometimes just for like, oh, what am I doing with my life? You see, so you have to face imposter syndrome, but you have to move forward. Uh, this is an interesting thing I do. Whenever I'm feeling down, what I do is I message some other people doing amazing stuff. I'm proud of what mm. you're doing. Well done. Proud of what you're doing. Well done. Mm -hmm. I talk to people on my team. Like, I see your effort. I see your contribution. Well done. Because I still have to know. I have to pump my own team as well. So it happens. You can't escape it. You will be shocked that some of the people that are doing some of the best, leading some of the best companies in the world, the same face, the same name. Some of the people we look up to, like, oh, these are the entrepreneurs, they are the nobody adds at all because you always have to ask yeah. something bigger than you and you must doubt you. You have to doubt yourself. If you don't doubt yourself, then the stuff is not big enough. Hmm. I see. If you don't doubt yourself, the stuff is not big enough. Yeah. But that's a very teachable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a horrible thing. <laughs> so if you, don't, if you don't doubt yourself, yeah. it's, it's a big enough. I was turning my team right. We're going to learn. I mean, they know, like, I always think like a crazy question, like, oh, this is, we are going to learn things. And it sounds so big. Mm -hmm. But one thing I know is it's a pain for some people in the market. And when you are the doctor that have the solution, you just don't keep quiet. You're finding me to solve the pain, to take the pain away. So, uh, mm -hmm. the moment we launch, people see people biting. Everyone was now sitting up. All right. Okay. I've been there before. And I will always be there. And that's the job as a founder. You need to keep pushing. You need to right. keep believing at a very, very high scale compared to anyone on the team. Yeah. And you have to believe first. Absolutely. Before that people believe. There's a thing some people used to laugh at me for, like the way I wear my content t-shirt since I was at tech points, all my houses, it's just I mean, my role, my, my, all my clothes are just tech point t-shirts. Mm -hmm. Also, when we started talent, the same thing. When we started old school, the same thing. But now, people are buying some of these clothes as merchandise. See, you have to believe like in mm -hmm. my mind, in your idea. Because a lot of people mm -hmm. start stuff and they believe that people should believe in them. Nobody will believe in you. You have to believe like crazy, like for your whole year or more. Like you might be the only person, mm. you might be the only user of the program. But when it's time, people mm. start believing because people will know when that thing got into their head. All right. That's right. It. Tell me though, where do you go to, to like, um, reignite your passion? If, for example, you know, you have belief something going to work and you've mentioned that several times you've had challenges and sometimes you're like, oh, is this going to work fully? Where do you go to? like as a person mm. to 
bounce back? Like how was that process like for you? Like recovering and reigniting that belief in yourself? I listened to podcasts and I took a long walk and I listened to some moves mm. and I have one of the best, one of my favorite, uh, podcasts. One of my favorite podcasts is called business wars. So we learn a lot of things. So I, that's it. And I take a long walk. We bad go to gym or take a long walk. Mm. I love to walk. Sometimes I do like an hour. Yesterday I think I'm still going to do an hour on stay. Just walk because this mm. time, they, there's a low time. And one of the things I always tell people and as an entrepreneur or anyone for that matter, I said, God should give you courage during your low time. The exciting time is there when everyone is celebrating, when every, your face is on all the medias, when it's dark. It's okay. But the low time, I know all these have low time because it's low time that prepares you for the exciting time that keeps your energy. That no period. God should just encourage you. And yeah, sometimes I listen to podcasts, I walk, I spend time with my family, and just those are just by this thing. And also talk to my team. I work with my team every day. You know that it's a lot. No, uh, it's a process. Absolutely. Um, as we, yeah, as we sort of like wrap up towards the end, there are perhaps some people um on listening to this podcast right now that feel, ah, uh, well. Maybe it wasn't really as bad as, you know, Adewale claimed. Maybe he had it easy. Maybe he had a, a handout. Um, can you sort of describe the circumstances from, or the situations from which you're coming through and describe what sort of um, values kept you through? I know you've mentioned things like um, discipline, like integrity, like commitment to excellence. But what was your journey actually really like? Like, can you paint that in words for our... our um, listeners to understand so for me i as i said i've gone through a lot so i came from a lot <laughs> so which means like a lot of also and you know and i came from a place that oh my prior couldn't send me to school i wanted to go to school i picked this security job in lagos i mean security is a fancy one like that like security forget <laughs> my uh jumping in yeah. and stuff. And even when I was in security, I was so proud of myself. Like I was way doing it with right. Like I have clean uniform and you would never find me on DC without my uniform. My shoes on this time shine. I have my battle and a lot of things and and that's one thing I know like whatever I do I do it with excellence. And that's what people don't know. Mm. Sometimes people think, hey, I'm just going to, I'm going to be responsible when I have money. I've seen a lot of people trying to say they want to raise money and they're looking for money. Ah. But like, you can't manage $1,000 you have or something. And you think you're going to have money, millions of investors money. You don't. Mm. It doesn't work that way. You understand? So those are some of the things where I was coming from. I was coming from a place where sometimes you have nothing to eat. Like you don't even know what we call for lunch or dinner. And, you know, and so those type of places have been, there was a month I went all through without food. I had to 
hear my cranes going almost everywhere. I just, it's zero, half, zero, daily. But then I was just learning. I just discovered computer programming. I was just learning and just learning aggressively and stuff. But because of that, I didn't compromise anything because I just realized like, I can do it. And that's one of the things I always talk with like, you can do it. And you have to be excellent. So right now, I see a lot of people using focus and saying, hey, these people just want shortcuts. There's no shortcuts. But guess what? Those people that are preparing you, because those people that are the ones that mm -hmm. prepared me to work, there's nothing I'm facing right now that can be as tough as that time. Trust me, there's not. Hmm. Even if the company, anything happens today, it's not going to be as tough as that period. So those three places prepare you for that and they get you to have the sun. So if you don't compromise about something and you keep pushing and a lot of people focus on the excitement as well. Like, oh, there is this word I don't want to keep myself. I can't keep myself or all those things. No, you understand. You need to and everything mm -hmm. you do for and so I everything you go for and those are just things about my life and just focus like I've gone through this time of luck I've gone through time I didn't have anything even before I started at that point some people will be my salary was like 25k and, and wow. yeah. even during tech points uh, my salary was was terrible I knew like some people thought, oh, I married my, my wife married me because I was rich, but we know to see what is the CEO of that point. Well, my wife was any more than myself then. Uh, where would go marry? Mm -hmm. So uh, at the end of both, she believes in me and also we believe in our stuff and that's it. See, if you don't compromise now, those things will eventually work with you. For me now, nothing will get me to steal even the company's money. Or anybody's money. Mm. I don't touch the company's money. The team, the finance team, touch. They pay me salary. I'm a salary now. When I talk, I ain't salary. We have one of the heads. So uh, it's some of those things that put your integrity in checks. And that was where I'm coming from. Like, mm. But I don't think of the problems. I think of them as a tool that helped me for where I am. You understand? Yeah. Uh, Sometimes when I see people competing with me or trying to say some negative things about me, I just look at them and I'm like, it's a privilege. That for you guys to even have time to talk about me, it's a privilege. Because most of you guys, <laughs> I, someone like me should not be your gate man or should not be someone in the neighborhood mm -hmm. and just happen. So for you to even be competing with me, it's a privilege. But if you enter my name, Marshall, you don't come to my industry, I think you can claim I wear me hide. Hmm. I, I don't play in a place that I don't, I can't take the biggest market share. So that's something for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not here, so. That's absolutely. Um, and it, it's really inspiring hearing your story. You might not know this, but I think um, after you, your news blew, of course, in December last year, I was going through my WhatsApp status, maybe the next year or something. And then I saw someone that I doesn't know you from anywhere like you don't know him um he's like if a, a friend of mine in Quara State and he puts your picture on his status as you know someone who was inspiring him and so like Adoli, thank you so much for all you do um yeah so, thanks for uh, going the extra yeah. mile because you were giving a, a, a lot of um 
inspiration to people. One of the questions that I would like to ask people on our show is if your life was a book, what will its title be? So be- before I go before I go through that, and one of the things I wanted to mm-hmm. say is, uh, you know, for us all, we're ambassador, we're role model. Whatever we're doing, mm-hmm. especially we are coming from a place like Nigeria, we're coming from a place like Africa. We need to remind ourselves like we're a role model. And yeah, I remember one thing, one very important part of my life. There's this Nigerian that worked Ola, one of the first engineers at Facebook. And this was around 2012 or 2013. And I saw his picture when Facebook engineering posted it on Facebook. And I was like, oh my God, Nigeria could work here. I used that picture as my wallpaper for months of, if not years. And whenever I want to give up, I just look at it like, we have to do it. And that's one of the things I keep telling my friends, some of my entrepreneurship. Now we are role model. It's tough, but we must not compromise. We must not cut corners because the the younger ones coming at the back, they need something to hold on to. And we are the ones to mm-hmm. give them. No matter where we are, if where you are working, not many people, people are looking forward to them. There are more people that you open doors to. Every one of the people, I always tell them like, if you find yourself, know that you are representing a lot of people. And whatever you do in that role today is going to set tone for other people. Yep. Okay. So if my life is a book, uh, what would it start to be? That's our second to the last question, by the way. Uh, I, I honestly would think like it should be something, I, I don't know. Like I knew I had one answer of that, then it's. Yeah, so I think we had this conversation yes. um, um, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. and the answer you gave was something similar to you know the success story of hard yeah. work. Again, which somewhat which somewhat ties in with everything you said today. So what was the answer again? And yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I didn't hear you yes, I think there's something like the success story of of hard work. Okay. Or yeah. um, the result of bad lines. Work. But I remember there was a hard work. The result of hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Final question um, here. Again, thanks, Adewale. It's been it's been a pleasure having this conversation. With Same. You. But final question: You've had so many people over the last couple of years who've believed in you, right? So, for example, you've mentioned your wife, you've mentioned your parents, uh, who um, your your dad, who instilled hard work in you. Yeah. What do you have to say to those people right now? What what is your sort of like you know, not acknowledgement, but what what is sort of like your own statement to them? given where you are just now? So, uh, to those people, people that believe in my family, my wife, uh, some friends, uh, one of the things I would just say is thank you for believing in the first place. Uh, Thank you for... (laughs) Thank you for thinking I'm worth the belief and I worth the faith you put in me. And uh, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. It's still mm-hmm. the one. We go out. We go. We push out. That's it. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Adiwali. Thank you. We so have now come so to the end of of our, of our podcast. Um, I hope this was a period of reflection for you. Um, I, I know it was definitely inspiring for me and to very many other people out there. 
thank you very much for joining us on today's episode if you like this episode do us a massive favor and please subscribe share and give us a review we'll be very keen to hear how it went for you until next time please keep sharing your stories bye